0: You are listening to Subtle Disruptors Melbourne. This is the first series of the podcast, Subtle Disruptors, telling the stories of those who are quietly having an amazing, positive impact on their city and the world.
1: It is. It's really hard. I still struggle to know what to eat. You know, sometimes I get in my little rut and I think, God, I'm doing it all wrong. Maybe I should be following someone else's advice. But I do know and it just takes a little while to get back to that but I do know what makes me feel my best. I know when I eat something I feel amazing and like I could run a marathon and I know when I eat something I feel like going and sleeping.
0: Understanding the impact that food has on how I show up in each moment, I count in my top five learnings for the past two years. In changing what I eat, I feel better for longer, I have better interactions and I feel the quality of what I create has improved. But this has also created its own problems. Like when I want to find a place to eat when I want to eat out. This week's guest is the chef and co-owner of Seedling Cafe in Melbourne CBD, The cafe I think is the healthiest in Melbourne, and it's become a regular place for me to grab lunch in a turmeric bulletproof. I'm Adam Murray, and thanks for joining me as I talk with Georgia Clark-Edwards about the subtle disruption of what we eat. Georgia, hi. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, good. Good to be here, talking to you on the podcast. Do you want to explain, first of all, where we are?
1: We're in Seedling Cafe, which is where I work and where I'm now become a co owner of, so right. it's my space, it's where I yeah. spend most of my life. <laughs> it's um yeah, it's a tiny little spot yeah. tucked away on Flinders Lane near to Grave Street and it's yeah, it's a little hub of healthy food and coffee and sort of captures the Melbourne scene I guess. Yes yeah. culture.
0: That's exciting that you've become an owner as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah, um sort of a dream come true really it's sort of something i've been pushing towards and trying to do on my own for so long that sort of just happened very organically in this place so yeah, yeah it's great get to do something i love for a yep. little while longer
0: yeah <laughs> and we're sitting here drinking green and yellow drinks concoctions yeah. concoctions. Can <laughs> talk about what you're drinking and then you can talk about what you've served me up yep. as well
1: i'm drinking matcha tea which is just a powdered green tea um, contains a lot of my antioxidants like most people use the green tea bag and then you throw away all the green tea leaves and put it in the bin and you end up with a little bit of the antioxidants yeah and so this is basically just taking all of that goodness and grinding it up into a powder so you get everything in one hit um, and you have a bright yellow turmeric bulletproof which is turmeric powder which is blended with coconut oil and butter and it's got a bit of black pepper in there and some ginger and turmeric's a great anti-inflammatory and the coconut oil and the pepper just help to your body absorb it a bit better and utilize it in your body so little health kicks yeah <laughs> get us around.
0: these like these are seem to be popping up all over the place now though there's a, still a number of cafes I walk into and I ask for them and I get blank stares yeah um, I guess yes. I like drinking them because at the moment I'm not drinking dairy and I'm not drinking coffee as well so they're a great alternative for that yep. this is and there's you can get a not just a bulletproof turmeric, you can get a, a turmeric drink, a turmeric bulletproof, So You can also get a turmeric latte if you want, made with coconut milk and almond milk, I suppose, around the place.
1: Yep, yep, they're popping up and they are definitely becoming more popular and I think there's something that we're just gonna see, see growing all over the place. Um, I think as people realise, from a business perspective that there's a demand for them but also as the demand grows I think people like you will start walking to places and after 20 people have walked in (laughs) and said can I have a turmeric latte and someone says no then they're going to start to look at what this thing is that everyone's asking for and requesting and I think that's how we're going to see all of this health food industry grow is by demand. I mean we see it here we have just got to a point where you know last week we did one of our busiest weeks since middle of winter you know like we just can't keep up because we're one of the only people in the CBD currently offering this kind of food and so I think it has to grow there's just too many people looking for it and yeah. you know if people don't see that demand and start popping new businesses up then I'll be surprised.
0: Yeah I'm <laughs> I mean, totally with you there as well like the reason I found you in the first place was I search for like I'm on this this diet that fifth element wellness put me on called the fresh start diet and it's very it makes it very hard to eat out and about so I was out and about and needed some lunch I searched for Paleo Cafe Melbourne CBD yeah I think um, there was two that came up there's Thrive in the yep. Emporium and um, you guys came up as well and I was closest to you guys so I came in and uh, yeah you you actually custom-made a meal for me. Maybe I shouldn't mention that. That's probably not the, <laughs> the normal thing that you do. I know we're going to have a line of people out yeah. the door wanting
1: custom-made meals. Oh, God.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. But that's something that we do. I mean, because we offer, as a base, we already offer kind of an alternative approach to health and diet. We then get all the rest of the people that are on more of an extreme diet or have more food restrictions or intolerances that come to us because we're already offering some of that stuff. And... Because of my own journey, I've gone through all of those things and I've been gluten free, I've been vegetarian, and I've, I've known, you know, I've experienced how hard it is to find um, food when you're out eating. And, you know, part of the reason I love cooking food is so that people can have that experience of eating out and enjoying food that someone else has made for them. Yeah. So I'm happy to go out of my way and cook for people. And it's not like meeting you and just getting to hear people's stories and why they're doing something and all of the background behind. You know, they walk into some places and people think, oh, that's an annoying customer. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And for me, like we had a lady the other day, she couldn't eat, there was so much she couldn't eat. Yeah. You know, it, it was just, the list was just a mile long and I managed to you know, figure out a few ingredients and put them together, but, and I said to her, well, how long have you been doing this type? She said 18 months. I said, well, have you seen any results? And she said, well, I was meant to be dead at Christmas, so I think it's you know, it working pretty well. And I said, oh my I guess so, you know, but she said yeah. to be able to go out and find something that she could eat, she was from an, like interstate. Yeah about to come somewhere she said I normally just cook at home because I can't so for me that makes my day I mean and we have these little things you know it makes my job enjoyable because I get these little stories and these little snippets of people's life and rather than it being a job where I go to work and just do something to you know to pay the bills I get to see the change and the influence that I'm having within this community and within this growing industry every day so yeah it makes it you know I come home from work every day with these stories from my partner about oh, I had this today and this <laughs> customer came in and yesterday I had a little boy with leukemia and he came in and yeah. you know there's just all these things and these people that you can help every day which is awesome I love it
0: when you when your work is aligned with your values and your passions it just it becomes like that doesn't Oh yeah, yeah. I, I find yeah i guess i'm finding this more and more as my work becomes more aligned with my values but yeah that's sort of what you're talking about there
1: and it does and it i think for me a big part of this process has been learning i think like you you know over years you you start to take, you know grow this awareness and you start to really become in tune with what you want and your values and your way of looking at the world and Mine has become more and more specified and this is what I'm looking for and this is the kind of job that I want to do and this is the kind of work I want to offer into the world. And so when I came back from travelling last year I got a job, you know, to pay the bill I had no money left and I got a job and I hated going to work every day, like I got those knots in my stomach, I knew it didn't align with everything, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so when this job came up, I jumped at the opportunity, like I knew it was what I wanted to do, I knew it was the kind of place I wanted to work at and my partner was like, "Oh." You know, you're not sure about it, you're leaving like a salary job, like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes, like, I'm at a point now where I, I know how it feels to work alongside your values and to offer something rather than just going to work. Yeah. And I refuse, you know, it's sort of hard to go back once you've experienced it a few times to go back and yeah. just work a normal job. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to do something that inspires me every day, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's true as well. It does take time. Like, sometimes you have to find out what your values aren't before you find out what they are. Yeah. Um, it's taken me quite a while, and probably some people probably find that very early on too. You know, they're yeah. much more aware of themselves, and you know what works for them. But yeah, it's a process of exploring and trying and testing and yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about the cafe then. Like, what what is the philosophy behind it? Like, what you know, you it's Jules um, who started it. Yeah. you? Yeah, that's right. Well, he started it. How he started ago? originally, so yeah. the
1: cafe's been around for about two years now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it stemmed from, I guess, his lifestyle and wanting, you know, eating healthy food at home and his partner being gluten intolerant and, you know, not being able to find anything when they went out and sort of thinking, well, let's start with that. And it really has been a growing process as well. I mean, they took over a cafe that was buying in muffins and cakes and pastries and all the, you know, crap that you get everywhere else. And they lost a lot of customers. I mean, you take over a business and suddenly stop serving all the stuff that people are buying. It's a scary thing to do, and I can understand why people have their doubts about not serving mainstream, because there is a demand for it. I mean, there's people out there that just, that's the easy option, and they don't know any other way. Um, So it started slowly, like, we've we've actually just gone 100% gluten-free a couple of months ago. But it didn't start like, you know, we still had p- pulled pork paninis and we had a pasta salad bite. We had stuff that people could recognise. Yeah. And then slowly, like, over time, we've adapted that. So the basis, I mean, we're paleo-inspired, um, so that will pop up when people search it and we get a lot of people that are paleo. But it's not everything that we're doing. It's, um, we're closed, sorry. You're all right. Actually, I'm actually, are you open
0: tomorrow? Yeah, we're open from oh. 7
1: till 4. All right, can I look at the... Yeah, of course, it's just on the door there. Oh, it's it's on other side? Yeah, it's on both sides. No problem, (laughs) see you tomorrow. Um, Yeah, we get people that try and come in every time. We came and did a photo shoot here the other weekend, and all day people wanted to come in, and they were like, the food looks amazing. We're taking photos of, can we eat it? And we're like, come back on Monday, I'm sorry. (laughs) Always close. Um, But yeah, I mean, the basis is just whole food. It's going back to, like, common sense as I call it, which doesn't seem to be that common anymore, but this just going back to natural whole foods, as little processing as possible, sourcing, you know, ethically raised meats, free range, all of that stuff, just yeah. back to basics, really. Um, and yeah, I mean, trying to cater to different people along the way, so we try and offer options for vegetarians, and we have vegan sweet treats, and we cut out refined sugar, and, you know, and then we follow a bit of that paleo lifestyle as well. So yeah. I think that's been influenced by me a lot while I've been here. I've sort of I'm not strict paleo either, but it's sort of, I guess, the main diet that I kind of follow and take inspiration from, and so a lot of stuff's come through from that, and yeah. it's growing, there's a huge demand for it now, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, people come in and ask for it every day, so it's definitely a market that's out there.
0: That journey that you talked about, the cafe going on, like I, um, it's good to hear that, because I think it takes the pressure off a lot of businesses, or even myself, sometimes I think when I'm starting a new business, I need to get it perfect right from the word go. Yep. And that's never the case, but you can never get a business perfect. And I guess for myself, I've dropped a lot of that baggage when it comes to just okay. sales or yeah. marketing or the product. But in terms of social good, sometimes I still feel a little bit of pressure. I've got to get every element nailed. But yep. it's I don't know if many businesses will get off the ground in the first yeah. place, if that was the case, and that approach of, like you're doing, is just refining it over time. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be what you need, what you want it to be right now. Yeah. Like Otherwise, the business might not be able to sustain itself.
1: And I think that's the thing, I think so many people don't even start, you know, the business doesn't exist because no one did it, and that's because people wanted it perfect, or they thought they couldn't get there at the beginning, and I think just doing something and then refine it and learn and refine it and you know keep growing and looking at what the market's asking for and looking at what you know works within the business we've rearranged even just how we run it you know the setup and where shelves are and you know suddenly like oh why didn't we just put that there in the beginning but you wouldn't have known that you know we just put something in and you start yeah and then you keep adapting and you keep growing and learning from your environment to the people that are around you um, yeah I mean it's been an interesting process and even with you know I didn't start with this business so I came into it you know and it was at a certain level and there were certain things being done and slowly over time I you know the menu's mostly mine now and I've changed things and I've added things and taken what worked and what was already there and you know I still have people coming and asking for things that the previous chef did that I'm no longer doing yeah and then I have to reassess is that something that I should be offering or enough people asking for it that I should put it back? Or is it something that's too time consuming and it doesn't fit what I want to serve anymore? You know, so it's just a balance of trying to find, and when we took gluten you know, gluten off the menu, we did lose customers, but those customers get replaced. And that's what I think people need to realize is that when you make these decisions, there are people that aren't going to agree with it. And there are people that you, you are, you're going to lose some people. But there's also a huge amount of other people that are just there to take their place. And so because we've gone 100% gluten free, now all celiacs and when people look us up we're one of the only places now that serve 100 percent gluten free so we've now got this huge niche market yeah. that no one else has tapped into so yeah we lost a few people that want to pull pork panini but that doesn't matter because we've you know found this other wave of people so
0: and they can get that around the corner <laughs> exactly i mean there's yeah. enough
1: places still offering that and they're not um they're not gonna miss out so yeah Yeah, I think for people that are worried about making these decisions, I think for us, it always comes back to our values and what do we want to eat and what do we want to serve and what would we want to see if we went out to a cafe. Mm. And if we keep coming back to that and to like our true purpose and our true like, yeah, our values and what we want to stick to, then you can't really go wrong, I don't think.
0: So you talked a bit about the approach of the cafe. Can you talk a little bit about the why, like, you know, why going back to common sense, kind of, you know, whole foods, raw ingredients, like why is that important?
1: So for us, I mean, for all of us that are working in this cafe, it's been a journey, like you said, I think everyone starts somewhere. Um, I was very lucky that I got brought up with that. Um, My parents were very ahead of the time in the sense that when they were doing it, it was this big, happy thing to be gluten-free and vegetarian and grow your own food, and now it's normal. And I kind of grew up like that and then went, oh, that's hippie and weird and went back the other way and went to conventional and then sort of did that for a while and went, okay, and slowly found my way back and had my journey. But when you look around and you just see what we've done and what we've changed in recent years, you know, we've gone from eating food that grew on the land and working hard to go and collect it and grow it. And, you know, we've earned our food in the past yeah. um, and it's been natural and it's, been passed on from generation to generation and we've just never had to think about it before there's never been that choice and now we're just faced with this world that's full of so many options and so many different diets and people telling you that to eat this and that and there's money and corporations involved and I think for me it's just taken a lot of reading and a lot of research and a lot of testing my own body and what works for someone else won't necessarily work for you. And I think it's so easy to want a quick fix, you know, like everything in this day and age is so fast and everything's got an answer. And I think with food and with diet, it really comes back to taking a slow approach and going back to basics, looking at what, you know, if your grandmother would have recognised it. Does it have twenty ingredients on a packet for apples? <laughs> I mean, it's not an apple, then, is it? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't have an ingredient list, it's probably what you want to be eating because yeah. it's from its naturalist, you know, form and its natural source. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it just there's so many people when you look around, and there's all these new modern diseases and people with obesity. You know, we've got anorexia on the other side, and we've just got this sort of spectrum of illness that's come from. Just food and it's a funny thing because it's something we can't cut out we can't just take away food and stop eating and that be the answer we have to eat you know a few times a day to survive and so it becomes up to us to sort of really look at what am I eating does it make me feel good is it good for the environment is it good for the world around us and I understand how challenging it is because like I said there's so many options and so many different opinions yeah there is and it is it's really hard I still struggle to know what to eat you know sometimes I get in my little rut and I think god I'm doing it all wrong maybe I should be following someone else's advice but I do know and it just takes a little while to get back to that, but I do know what makes me feel my best. I know when I eat something I feel amazing and like I could run a marathon and I know when I eat something I feel like going and sleeping. Yeah. You know, and it takes a little while to get in tune with your body and starting, you know, start figuring out what those things are. But I think it's a process and everyone just needs to start somewhere. And I think the best way is to do something like what you did. You know, do a diet or do a drastic change. Take quite a lot of things out Cut out your sugar, cut out your refined foods, cut out your gluten, your dairy, eat like that for a while and then add things back in and see how they make you feel. Yeah. Test it, because you're not going to know, like if you just take out sugar and you still feel crap, you're not going to know what it is that, you know, what the trigger is. So if you take everything out and sort of do some kind of elimination diet yeah. and then add things back in, test yourself, you'll, you'll figure out what works for your body.
0: Yeah, I, that was pretty amazing doing that and... I, now I notice, even if, like, I order something at a restaurant and there's something not quite right in it, I can just feel it now. I'm like, I don't know what that was, but my head's buzzing in a way that I don't like it buzzing, or I just, yeah, I, f- I feel bloated or whatever it is. Like I'm not at my best. Um, I, I'd be interested to hear your answer to this about what have you, what have you noticed about the way you feel now? Like for me. I've just noticed that my energy levels are much more constant, like i don't have i think you might have actually asked me this what did, what did you what have you noticed about how you feel and I hadn't really noticed anything but then when you prompted me to think about it, I just noticed that I hadn't noticed big highs or big lows, and that was yeah. the thing I'm just like in the morning it's much easier to get up and just get going straight away and in the evening I've still got energy and like I feel tired at the right times but it's like through the day, I can kind of work pretty constantly. I still need to take breaks and that kind of thing, but that's been the thing I've noticed anyway, and I, yeah. it's been great. What, are, what about
1: you? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely the same. I think, like you were saying, you wake up in the morning, you've got energy, you get tired at night. We've forgotten that that's also normal. <laughs> yeah. Like, you d- you're meant to feel tired when you go to sleep, but like, properly tired. Because I remember, like, I was having so many coffees you know, I used to just run on coffee and then I'd kind of be exhausted at the end of the day but not because I was still buzzing on caffeine and I wouldn't sleep very well and I wake up in the morning still exhausted and have more coffee and it was sort of like this constant cycle and I'm the same as you now like I, I still have a coffee but it's mid-morning and it's just for a pure enjoyment rather than using it at the beginning of the day to wake up and not having too many in the afternoon so that I'm not gonna fall asleep. Yeah. And I am, I'm tired when I go to bed, but that's, like, that's how you're meant to feel at the end of working 12 hours, you know? You're meant to feel tired. Yeah. And I think that's another part of it, is getting back in touch with that. Like, are you really tired? Do you need to sleep longer? Do you need to rest? Are you yeah. getting sick? Like, Instead of popping 10 pills, maybe you just need to stop and have it, give your body a break. It's your body's way of saying, slow down, have a break, chill out for a bit, and then keep going. Yeah. Rather than trying to mask all these symptoms, So I think, yeah, for me, it's, yeah, the energy levels are definitely a huge part of it. I think, like you said, uh, being bloated, my weight going, you know, weight going up and down because you're doing one thing and you're doing something else. I mean, just being at a healthy weight and being happy with that, I think, is another big part of that. I think especially for women also affects men. But I think for girls and stuff these days, you know, for so long I struggled with my body image and struggling with what to eat and going through all of those diet phases going on a really restrictive diet and then not being able to sustain that and then binging and then feeling crap about myself so going back to it and being depressed and all of those things that just are this crazy cycle and I think when you can come back to sort of your true self and rather than looking at all these image based things actually taking note of those things how do I feel, do I feel healthy, do I have energy, you know, do I look healthy is my skin good rather than just looking at weight and size and the number on the, you know a scale yeah. coming back to sort of the bigger picture um you know I went and ran you know eight or nine kilometers the other day which I haven't you know I haven't done for however long I don't know a year or something and I can because I'm just at a point where my body I don't train all the time I go through phases but when it fits in with my lifestyle but I'm just overall I'm just healthy and stronger at the moment and I think that's really come through. Now that I've got a, a good diet and I've sort of taken the pressure off so I don't always go and train, but I like to as well, but when I can fit it in, I do. But it's really, to me, the fundamental part is coming back to, why am I doing this? Because I want to feel fit and strong and healthy all the time, yeah. rather than
0: yeah.
1: for three weeks and yeah. then go back and then three weeks again. You know, it's more of a balance.
0: Yeah. Just to, you did touch on it, but the stuff you're describing there, I imagine, is probably the way a lot of people feel. Like those cycles that you were talking about, that you know, those um, going through those kind of just feeling so shitty about yourself, and then you know, almost feeling high about yourself. Yep. What for you? How did you break that cycle? Like, was there was there a moment, or how did you you know how did you stop it from being that cycle and sustain where you are now?
1: Yeah. It takes a long time, um, it takes a lot of hard work, and it takes a lot of being very, very honest with yourself, um, I guess, are the key factors. It started with gaining an awareness about it. I started to study, I studied sports nutrition, and that was very much that go to the gym, have whey protein, right right you know, it was <laughs> one style. Um, kind of dogmatic style and so I followed that for a while and I was living in the UK and I was uh, 18 and I'd always had a really bad body image and I'd already through my sort of teenage years gone through you know running like crazy and then being really restrictive and trying to gain this ideal body Um, and constantly fighting in my head I guess that I'm sure people can relate to that they're just I'm overweight I'm this I look in the mirror and I'm ugly or I don't I'm not good enough And it just, now when I look back, I think how much time and energy did I spend in that cycle? Sort of going round and round and round and round, just thinking about that and not doing anything because I was scared that I wasn't good enough to do that. It just kept coming. And I think that that overrode a lot of the decisions that I made when I was younger. Um, And so then I moved to the UK and I got, sort of got involved with the gym and then through them met a lot of like, sort of hardcore athletes. So I started training with them and I dropped my diet and I got very, very skinny and dropped a lot of weight. But even then, like now I look back at the photos and I think, God, I was so slim. But then I wasn't slim enough. You know, you still look in the mirror and because I hadn't sorted out my head, you're still always aiming for some like far off goal that you're never, ever, ever going to get to. And so through that, I did my sports nutrition and then I went to India and did yoga and trained as a yoga teacher. And that was sort of my that and a combination of starting to get into a little bit of that self-development world and sort of looking at lots of different teachers and lots of different angles on life um, and really reassessing and going inside and saying what am i doing why am i here you know what's the bigger picture in this world rather than just the images that we're being shown on tv yeah um but i think that's where it comes that's what it comes down to it comes down to sort of looking inward and figuring out more who you want to be as a person and like I said I think it's hard it's hard because there's so many images and things we're being told but I think you almost have to sort of put shutters on and sort of say no what is it that I want and I mean I still struggle with it it's constant and it's constant work like you have to rebuild these whole neuro pathways you know you've told yourself I'm fat and ugly for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years whatever it is it's going to take a long time to sever that and to start saying Actually, I'm good enough. I'm okay with how I am. And for me, it's become a lot of accepting that I have good days and bad days. Whereas I used to have a bad day, and whether that was eat some chocolate or not go to the gym, and that would make me feel depressed. And so because I felt depressed, I wouldn't go to the gym again and then eat more chocolate, and I'd feel more depressed. Yeah. And it, was this, it would spiral out of control so quickly it was scary. And suddenly I'm at the bottom of the pile just feeling like crap. And then, so I'd then I'd cow everything again, be super restrictive, and do that for a while and feel really good about myself, until I slipped again and then went back down to the bottom. Yeah. And now I've become a lot better at saying, today's a bad day, don't look in the mirror today, go about your day, put your head down, <laughs> get a good night's sleep, eat better tomorrow, yeah. start your day off well, mm. and then, you know, a day or two later you feel fine again. And so I've learned to sort of balance that, but I think, taking care of yourself and showing yourself a bit of love and a bit of care and really learning to understand your body and you know you have cycles life's you know it goes up and down and up and down and you know I'm now working crazy hours I can't go to the gym every day and instead of beating myself up about it I figure out a time where I can go for a walk or I can walk home from work or I can fit in little bits where I can and that has yeah. to be enough at the moment and I have to just accept that at the moment that's how life is, it's not gonna be forever. Yeah. I'm gonna figure out time to go to the gym again in the future or to go to yoga or whatever it is. But to me that used to be, odd. like in my head that was George you're being lazy, like you're, you're gonna be fat for the rest of your life because you didn't work out this week five times. Mm. And so it's really gone back to sort of, yeah, learning what's okay and what's not and learning to treat myself well rather than just beat myself up the whole time.
0: Yeah. Sorry. So many good points there. A couple, the one that you just mentioned at the end, I really liked. The, and that's one that used to be in my mind too. It was kind of like, the way I am now is the way I'm going to be forever. So if I'm not if I'm not exercising now, that means I'm never going to exercise again. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, shit, like I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, that's I'm gonna just... I'm going to
1: give up now. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Like, I'm done. It's yeah. too late. But no, that's just... That's just the way things are right in this moment. I've got to do the thing that's in front of me right now. And then tomorrow, I'll get a good night's sleep tonight. And tomorrow, who knows? You know, yep. It'll it's be a new different day. day. Yeah. Yep. The other one was just, the, I was interested to hear that you did yoga, teacher training as well, yep. and um, how, that, how that fit into your journey too. Because for me it was, um, I think meditation played a part in that, in my journey yep. as well. And just being able to see I did Vipassana meditation and it's... Um, Isn't I it f- great? Yeah. I've done it. You've done it too, yeah. yeah. And it, I think Vipassana means as things are. Or, yep. And for me it was about, yeah, seeing my body as it was yep. and accepting it as mm-hmm. it was in this moment and then being aware of what was going on in my body and then understanding then how food, the impact food had. Because up until that point, food and exercise for me were, were kind of about, about two things, looking good and living a long life. Yeah. giving my body what it needs to be the best I can be in each moment, yep. you know, and my body will then look how it needs to look, like that's a secondary thing and it'll sort of, it's a little bit irrelevant because it's about what I'm, what I want to contribute. What you can yeah. put into the world right yeah, now. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: And it is, going back to the Vipassana, I mean, part of that saying is like, this too shall pass. Yeah. And it does, whether it's good or bad, you can't hold on to it, you can't grip everything and try and keep these moments so there's a moment when you look amazing because you've been training every day at the gym because you had time and you're eating really really well and you've got an amazing body that's also gonna pass <laughs> because it can't happen whether you have kids or something else happens I don't know yeah your body will change your life will change situations change good or bad and I think the taught me a lot of that I mean at the end of those like I did those 10 days and the end of that it came out just with that just subtle shift in how I looked at the world but it was like okay this is really crap at the moment, but it's gonna get better. Or this is amazing, but that's also not gonna allow us, so just enjoy it. Yeah. Live in the moment, accept yeah. the now, and just make the most of it, you know. It's been um, it's an interesting journey and like you said, it's a journey. And yeah. that's what I think people sometimes struggle to realise as well, is that there's not an end point. You're not gonna to get to this point where you go, Oh my god, I've got the perfect body and I've got the perfect life and everything's great. Yeah. It there isn't that point. I mean life is just this. It is, it goes up and down, and challenges come along, and you overcome them, and then there's more challenges. You know, I I go through phases where I'm like, when I'm not busy anymore, I'm going to do all this stuff. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm never going to be not busy. I'm not the kind of person that's not going to be not busy, you know. I'm always saying yes to things. Yeah. And if you always say yes to things, you're never going to have any time. So you kind of just have to fit them in and make, either make time for them or let them go. Yeah. You know, there's a thing Tim Ferriss said, actually, when um, on a podcast I was listening with him recently but he said you don't find time for things, you make time and if it's not important then you don't make time for it so it's about choosing, like if going to the gym is really important to you, then you make time and if it's not or it's not the top of your priority list then let it go and don't hold on to it Yeah. you know Yeah. (laughs) it seems so simple when you say it doesn't it but (laughs) it's definitely harder in reality
0: it is, but it's liberating if you can do it as well I think the other thing um, that you caught, you didn't really talk about it specifically, but you kind of implied it, back to what we are talking about businesses yep. actually. It's, I think it's, part of it is just doing a little thing and seeing the improvement mm-hmm. as well. Not thinking that I have to you know, go on these big meditation retreats or, you know, it is helpful sometimes to do an elimination diet, yeah. but maybe it's not always necessary. I'm just, I guess I'm trying to break it down yeah. a little bit for the people who it, what we're talking about might sound a bit overwhelming. Um, even just making one change, experimenting yep. how that is for me, I notice it doesn't just have an impact say on my food, but then actually meditate better, or I'm more productive at work, or I sleep better. It just it's like this web, and I've pulled up one part of the web, and everything else just gets raised up a little bit, and then I can pick up another part of the web, and you yep. know, just I can tackle a bit at time. And one of the things of
1: the actually going back to Tim Ferriss. Another thing that he said, actually we quoted from someone else, but just do something small. And his example was flossing your teeth. Just tell yourself you're only going to floss your two front teeth. And that's all you have to do. And you can go to bed after you floss two teeth. Yeah. And you might just do your two teeth for a week and then you're going to go, it takes me 30 seconds, I'm actually just going to do my whole mouth because it takes me no more time. <laughs> and you've got the habit there, but the habit's what's important. I think habit changes the hard part. Yeah. And so... Don't say you're going to go for an, you know, to the gym for an hour every day or walk for an hour. Say you're going to get five minutes of something in for that day. And if you go out for a walk for five minutes, you feel really good and you've got time and you keep walking, great. But if you don't, come home and say, I did my five minutes and that's enough. Yeah. Change one thing in your diet. Drink a glass of water every morning when you get out of bed. That's all you have to change. You know, yeah. Really strip it back. It doesn't have to be drastic. People could come in right now and look at my life and say, well, it's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Yeah. But it's only come about through lots of little things that have added up over time, and suddenly got me to a place. Yeah. Um, And it's hard sometimes when you just look at someone to realise that they've probably had that journey too.
0: It (laughs) is. Yeah, very hard because yeah, you you don't see that whole story, those years, and all those little things that they've done. You know, people are
1: overnight successes. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> the overnight to you because you didn't know them and now you do and they were only you know released an album a week ago, but they've <laughs> probably been doing music since they am really little and they've had whatever journey they've had to get to that point. Yeah. So I think you have to remember that for yourself and I have to remind myself that and think they didn't just get there you know they didn't get there overnight and there's bits where it's hard work. Like for us now, we're about to open a second cafe, and. It's all exciting and it's all like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then suddenly it comes back to, now we have to put the work in. And you look at people that have 10 businesses and you think, oh, that's amazing. They've got 10. B-. But there is a point where you just have to get in and do the work do and put work. your head yeah. down. And it's not glamorous and it's yeah. not pretty and it's not amazing. And it's not, cafe, you know, I'm a cafe owner. It's, no, I work 12 hours a day to get, you know, to have something to show for it. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's easy to miss that, so I think if you can keep reminding yourself that all of these little things that you do, if yeah. you do them consistently, yeah. I think that's really the key. Do yeah. small things consistently, and you'll see big change.
0: Yeah, especially, I've got to talk a little bit about myself now, because... Go I, for it. Um, it's pretty ma- like I've just started a new job yesterday. And, Congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks. It's with an organisation called Co for Australia, and I... I, I interviewed the guy actually on the podcast. That's how I met him. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, and uh, he said they had a job going at the time. And I said, "Oh, it doesn't really sound like me." And I kind of forgot about it. And then he came back to me a couple of weeks later and said, "No, nah, I think, I think you might want to consider this again." Yeah. And so I did, and it's just, just being there two days, it's pretty amazing. The different things that just are aligned mm-hmm. with me. Um, uh, for example, um, one of the you know I, it's just it's kind of collapsing my world in, in a lot of ways or not collapsing it in a bad way but all these things that it li- in. yeah all these little things that I have been working on in mm-hmm. isolation this job seems to be just bringing them all together in a way that is just very aligned with me and how can I can contribute it. well yeah. yeah
1: it's interesting I guess in this wellness sort of world that we have we sort of come back to this idea. There's a lot of talk about this idea of manifestation, and I kind of, I don't like to use the word because a lot of people sort of straight away sort of back off and, you know, go, oh, that's too much, it's eerie-fairy, and it is, and a lot of the time people, you know, describe it as this thing, go sit in a room and think about this ideal job that you want, and it will just happen, Mm. it will just come to you, and I think my idea of it's sort of a little bit more practical, I guess, or a little bit more in the real world, but I think like we're talking about, on these journeys, when you start to get in touch with who you are, really, your true self and not the person, you know, not trying to be someone else, but when you start to realise what your values are and what you want to contribute to the world and your why, and you start to get a really clear image of what that is going to be, I think that's when manifestation happens. That's when you suddenly stumble across a job that is what you've been looking for because you know. Yeah. You know what it is that you want. That's right. And this job is a perfect example of that. I left Melbourne, I left my old job, I got rid of everything and went travelling and then I decided to come back and everyone said well what are you going to do and I'd been managing quite a big hospitality place before and I didn't want to do that anymore, there's too much politics and I've worked in small cafes before and I said I want to work Monday to Friday I want to go back into chefing, I want to cook healthy food and I want to work in a small cafe and everyone's like cool, you're (laughs) dreaming that job does not exist (laughs) and a person put up a message on a paleo Facebook page that I follow, and said, "Hey guys, if you're in Melbourne, check out this cafe. They offer some paleo options." So I click on the link, look at the cafe. I think that cafe looks awesome. Sent them a message on Facebook saying, "I know you're not looking for you know anyone right now. I'm a trained health coach and a chef. If you have a job available, you know, send me a message." I didn't realize they had two staff members. Like I kind of thought it might be you know a place that would have room for me. Yeah. Um, anyway, they sent me back a message almost immediately saying funny you should have messaged us, we have a job available, here's the description and they sent it, chef, Monday to Friday, 7 to 4, health food cafe and it's tiny. I mean it's as small as you're going to get in a cafe and I was in Vietnam, I remember the moment so clearly because I remember reading this and just thinking, this is it, like it's 100% going to happen. This is everything I've been wanting in my life has just come and I was so excited about it. I messaged back, here's my CV, I'm keen, hire me. And he actually messaged back and said oh sorry like you, you're not coming back fast enough we're gonna hire someone else and i just remember being gutted i i was so certain that it was it because it was what i'd been asking for had been put in front of me yeah. and then sort of been snatched away and i was so upset so i came back got that job that i told you i hated yeah you know i was there for a few months and then giles messaged me and said actually we still need someone Are you came and i was like, yeah drop everything, I'm there. Yeah. And it's just led on to all these other things that it's, I can tell it's the right thing because it's organic and it's easy and it goes you know, it's smooth and I enjoy doing it. And I think, yeah, they happen. And I think it happens with everything in life. And I think once you get clear on what you want and why you want it and the reasons behind it, then those things start to come into your life. Yeah. Um, but it takes a bit of sitting down, reflecting, doing things like meditation and mindfulness and rather than just going along with life yeah. actually stopping and you know going a little bit against the tide and figuring out what it is that you want out of it
0: yeah it does and and you're yeah, going against the tide and and giving it time as well like yeah. it it certainly didn't wasn't apparent to me quickly nope. you know and it took a lot of talking to a lot of people who could uh, I guess just allow me to wrap it on a bit and just um, hold me in that space and um, and reflect back to me what, you know, people I trusted who would reflect back to me about what they saw in me as well. Yeah.
1: And I think it's about finding those people as well. One of the best things I've ever heard is that, you know, you're sort of a part of the five people that you spend the most time with. And so if you wanna change who you are or the way that you are in this world or the habits that you have, you kinda need to look for new people if the people that you're hanging out with right now aren't doing those things. Because I think, yeah, you need people that that are gonna be trustworthy, that are gonna be honest with you, that are gonna support you, that are gonna lead you a little bit. So if you wanna be fitter, go find people that are fitter than you are and work with them because they're gonna lift you up rather than people that are less fit than you you know you're gonna be the one having to lead the way and that's sometimes quite hard and that goes with everything whether it's wealth you know whether it's money that you want whether it's fitness whether it's healthy eating whether it's more like mindfulness and for me it's become about just saying yes to things like this you know if I want to be around more people that are interested in these things and are looking at these concepts then it's you just sort of have to put yourself out there and look for those people and when you see them don't be afraid to go up and say can I hang out with you? Can <laughs> yeah. I go for a coffee? Will you chat with me? You know, like, I want to learn about what it is you're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Can you teach me? And I'd be very surprised if someone turns around and says, nah, <laughs> I don't want to
0: talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: want to hang out. Like, everyone's got time. And most people sort of honored it all, you know, want to give you that information because that's how all of us get somewhere As someone else told us, yeah. you know, and that's how it is. You pass it on. And I think sometimes it's hard it's a very it's this world that we live in that sort of you know you're always afraid someone's going to say no or reject you or whatever and you just have to do it you just have to practice over and over and over again and you would be surprised if you keep asking people that 99.9 percent of the time people are just going to say yes yeah you know <laughs> yeah. it works
0: yeah people that have people that have learned stuff and experienced stuff often want to teach that and share that experience with other people because they yeah. know how helpful it is yeah
1: that's how you know that's what keeps it all going, and for me, one of the things is setting little challenges. So, if you say for the next 30 days, every day I'm going to do something that scares me, <laughs> or every day I'm going to ask someone for something. Yeah. And just make it a challenge, and make it something that you're accountable to. And it's a sh- even if it's a week, you know, set yourself a m- amount of time and a specific thing you're going to do every day for that amount of time. And I think when it's like that, you sort of you almost can't excuse yourself, you can't just sort of say, oh no, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna say anything. You know, you have to ask one person that day, so it might as be right now. We might as well, you know, do it in the moment. Don't think about it too much, and then the more you do it, the easier it becomes. All of these things just take practice.
0: So uh, I know about one of these <laughs> challenges that you've done. You, do you wanna talk about that and maybe what yep. you're doing? Are you following another one right now?
1: I am actually, so the last challenge I did was 30 days of cold showers. Um, I read it on a blog called Impossible and he said if you want to do anything in your life that's hard or that's impossible, start by going right now and taking a cold shower and then do it for the next 30 days because theory was, or is, that if you go and take a cold shower, so for me it was standing, it was the middle of winter, so for me it was standing for three minutes every morning under a freezing cold shower, I didn't use any hot, And basically that was meant to be the worst part of your day. Like that's miserable, it sucks, it doesn't get easier. It's just meant to be hard. Like there's there's no thing like, Like, oh you get used to it, it gets better with time. Like it doesn't get better with time, (laughs) especially when you're going into winter. Like it gets colder and some days it just, yeah, you're like this, it wasn't even this bad yesterday. Yeah. But the point is that it's about that discipline. And I think, like we said, it's not easy to change your habits. And so if you choose one of these things, it's quite hard. Everything else seems easier than getting in that cold shower in the morning. So if you sort of force yourself through that and you get in the cold shower and you're standing there thinking, why the hell am I having a cold shower? And then you get out and five minutes later you're warm and you think, oh, I wasn't that bad. And then the next day you get there and go, why am I having a cold shower <laughs> Like, And you keep having to, you know, and that's what we were talking about before with those neuro pathways. Like you have to keep retraining your brain. It's okay, I'm not gonna die if I have a cold shower. You know, nothing's going to happen that's, you know, going to be detrimental to my health if I ask someone for a favour. Whether they say yes or no doesn't really matter. Nothing's going to happen to you, you know. You move on, life moves on, you forget about it until the next time you have to do it. And the more you do it, you know, you do, you retrain your brain to sort of go, okay, this is what I'm in for. Um, And I highly recommend it. Anyone that wants to (laughs) (laughs) really change their life, go and have 30 days of cold showers starting tomorrow morning. Um,
0: just before you get to uh, what you're doing now, I, I do you're co- also I, participate in this. Yeah, I don't do the three minutes. I do 30 seconds at the end of my shower, which I find, like, yeah, beneficial for so many reasons. Like I, I never, I still don't get used to it. I've been doing it for ages. I don't get used to it. Now uh, I still, I still have that moment just because I have a hot shower to start with, and I have a cold shower, and then I'm out of the shower. And that moment where I have to turn the hot water off is still every time. It's still a moment of. Am I going to do this? Am I really going to do this? Yeah, just do it. i no, do it. But for me, one of the things is just that, oh, well, I can put up, I can really put up with really uncomfortable feelings. For like, I'm kind of huffing and puffing and I'm making weird noises and my body's moving around this shell like it never has. But I can, I can actually function with all that discomfort and there might be times during this day where I have to do something under extreme discomfort and I could shy away from it, but I know that I can actually go into that discomfort and do what I need to do because I've done it in the cold shower this morning.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it is. It's a really good basis for everything that we're talking about because changing diet, changing exercise programs, none of it's fun and easy. You know, It's not easy to cut out delicious you know, sugary drinks from up the road yeah. But, and it's uncomfortable in the beginning. It is a change. It's uncomfortable. Your body reacts. Your body goes. I need that sugar. You have to go through that uncomfort before you get out the other side and say, actually, it's okay without it. Yeah. And so by doing these little things like the cold shower in the morning, you're sort of just teaching yourself that that you know that you survive, that you can go through uncomfort, and that you, I find that you're actually stronger than you know. You're stronger than you think. You can deal with a lot more than you think. Um. And in this day and age with everything being made to be as convenient and as comfortable as possible, you know, that's what our world's becoming is what's the most convenient way to get something done? How can I do the least amount of effort and go through the least amount of discomfort to get whatever it is I want right now? And so I think things like this are a really good practice because they actually, you know, they teach you that it's gonna happen. And I think when it does, I notice with the cold showers even just coming to work in the morning when everyone else was saying god it's freezing out there i was thinking this isn't cold like did you guys know how cold it was in my shower this morning like this is lovely like yeah. it really just changed my perception on everything that was going on around me um and it had huge effects i noticed effect on my depression which i normally notice when it's cold and wintry outside went yeah. away completely yeah. like didn't experience it at all this winter because of that i put it down to that and diet but yeah it just shifted a whole lot of stuff so if it, go and try it tomorrow morning cold shower (laughs) put the timer on I'd put a timer on and I'd watch it (laughs) so three minutes and it would count down and literally the second it hit 2.59 it was off (laughs) but yeah having that discipline is a good practice I think definitely and yeah lots of challenges we've made a list my partner and I have made a list of challenges to get us through about the next year, I think. So, What are you doing right now? Can up.
0: you talk about your current
1: one? Our current one's actually not so much one of, it's a different kind of challenge, not so physical, I guess. Um, currently we're just doing a 30 day clear out all of our digital clutter challenge. So by the end of these 30 days, we have to no longer have all of that spam coming into our inbox that we haven't mm. bothered to yet unsubscribe from and reply to all the messages that I fail to, you know, message people back or text people or call that person i've been meaning to call sort of bundled all of that together so all those things we've been meaning to do that's um the current 30 days but yeah yeah i've got all sorts of crazy (laughs) plans lined up
0: (laughs) it's fun and
1: finding someone to do it with is fun yeah um it makes it a little bit more you know enjoyable it makes it a bit more of a challenge you can hold each other a bit more accountable to what you've just set out to do yeah um uh, maybe if we just bring
0: it back to the cafe yep. for a little while and we'll talk... um. it li- off a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, we did a little <laughs> bit. I wanted to talk a bit about... So you're the chef here. Yep. Talk us a little bit about the menu and what the you know popular items are on the on the menu.
1: So the menu, I mean, it's relatively small, I guess, compared to a, a conventional cafe. We also have a very small cafe and we have very limited seating, so we're not going to have... It's not worth me having, you know, items for 30 different things when we've only got 10 people come and in here so we're never going to sell it all yeah um because part of what we're trying to do here as well is i guess minimal waste and we don't throw hardly any food away at the end of the day yeah um so the menu is pretty basic i've tried to stick to a lot of conventional cafe items or things that people are going to recognize when they come and sit down but improve them made them healthier as we said we've got no gluten in here we have a lot of paleo options so i make breads that don't have any grains or gluten in them and we use that as an alternative um taking out a lot of the processed stuff so apart from some gluten-free bread that we buy in everything else is made here wow. so i make the relish i make the dressings i make all the baking and sweet treats you know i make the bread um And that way we know what goes into it. I know the ingredients. If someone comes and asks, you know, someone came and asked the ingredients and I rattled them off the other day and said, that's amazing, where do you get this stuff from? And I was like, well, I I make it, so I have to kind of know what goes into everything. Um, But it just means that people can have a lot more trust in what we're doing because we know what we're putting into (laughs) it. We can show them the ingredients. I can talk about the benefits of them, why I've chosen something. And we've also made a very conscious decision... You know we haven't cut out every bit of sweetener you know whether we believe or not that it should be had in moderation it's a treat that's for people you know to make their own decision on but we're just very clear about what we're putting out that we don't misinterpret things or not put something on a label like if someone asks what's in something we're going to give them all the ingredients and then it's yeah. up to them to make that choice yeah you know everyone's got such different diets and some of the stuff that's on here might not be exactly what I would choose to eat but you've got to offer that spectrum so that people can make their own choices within that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I guess with the new cafe, we're going to, I want to do a little bit more sort of, I guess just a little more more fancy, a little bit more trendy, um, just have a little bit more of a play I guess with food. It's going to be a bigger space, so I'm going to have a little bit more room to (laughs) work because at the moment it's pretty limited. It's going to be called Seedling. It's going to be called Seedling.
0: Whereabouts will it be?
1: Um, it's just up the road, it's two blocks away on Little Collins Street. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, it's funny because I always look down Little Collins and think, is it Little Collins or Flinders Lane? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's going to be our little sister cafe. Well, not so little, slightly bigger sister cafe. Um, but yeah, the same concept, just new location, a little bit more space and a little bit more room to play.
0: Yeah. Um, You're going to be across both or how's that going to work?
1: Yep, got some figuring out to do. (laughs) going to wish I've got like three more sets of hands. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're going to grow our team now, which is exciting. Um, It's another step in this process. It's another one of those things that we're going to learn a lot, I'm sure, in the beginning and have things that we're going to have to grow and change. And I think at the moment, the feedback for the menu and the food that we do is very positive. Um, We have a lot of great reviews and stuff. So I think it's just always trying to set the bar a little bit higher and for me, I always need challenge. Um, So it's just about, even just for my own sake, pushing the boundaries a little bit and doing a little bit more, uh, coming up with a few more ideas and keeping up with what's changing because I think there's always new information and there's, you know, we don't want to just get stuck with believing one thing and staying with that. Like if the marketplace is changing or even just yeah, more science comes out, more reviews come out, different diets come out. Sort of following what's going on and keeping up with that is going to be part of, yeah, you know, I think part of the basis of this cafe and part of what's going to set us apart from yeah. other people is being able to offer those different things to, you know, cater to everybody.
0: Yeah, I can uh, highly recommend the meatloaf. I really <laughs> like the meatloaf here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think like what I did with you, I mean. I'm always happy to adapt to the menu as well. I mean, you know, we get people that come along with these diets, like I said, it's nice to be able to say, maybe don't look at the menu. <laughs> just tell me what you can't eat yeah. and what you like, and I'll yeah. try and make you something. Because I think that sometimes is the hardest part, is just for people to be able to go and say, oh, I can't really eat anything on the menu. I'm like, don't bother looking at the menu. Yeah. I know what it feels like. Just yeah. tell me what you want to eat, and I'll try and make you something. I've got ingredients. So I think that... That's a big foundation and I think that's what's great here is that we end up with this little community of people that just come back Mm. all the time because they know us and they know our food and they know that they can order what you know suits them and their diet and their lifestyle and it's healthy enough that they can come and eat every day. If they're busy corporate workers and they can't find the time to cook and prepare their food then they know that at least they can come here and everything's made from scratch and it's fresh every day and they can come and have a salad and it's not going to be detrimental to their health.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it have been going on for a while. It's been a great <laughs> conversation. <laughs> There's um, a couple of questions I ask at the end. Yep. Maybe we can talk about those now. But the first one is about something outside of uh, what you're doing right now um, around food and cafes and healthy eating. Is there something that you daydream about disrupting one day or being a part of?
1: I actually thought about this because I was listening to your podcast on the weekend, yeah. and hearing this question. <laughs> um and actually something that's come up very very recently after listening to some other podcasts and what's going on but i think the education system would be something that i'd love to tackle at some point in the future i just think that there's so much wrong with it but i also think it's just such a great place to start i think teaching kids the fundamentals all of the stuff that we're talking about that you learn when you leave school and you're out in the world and you're trying to figure out what's going on and what's the right thing to do, whether it's mindfulness or whether it's exercise and diet and being conscious and, you know, ethical and all of these things that you sort of cover in this podcast. Yeah, if we could go back and sort of start to teach kids that from an early age, I'd love to do something in that realm, in that field at some point.
0: Yeah. What was, did you have a pretty standard educational background? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no.
1: I was a Steiner Steiner child, yeah. so yeah, I got brought up with a Steiner education, which is obviously already sort of outside the box and gave me a, a different outlook, I guess, compared to a conventional education. But even that still follows, you know, some conventional principles, I guess, in terms of just how you do school has always been the same. And I think there's a few things that need to change, even within that. Uh, an interview I heard the other day with Seth Godin um, he's amazing but he was saying even something as basic as you know we go to school and we listen to a teacher for 8 hours a day and, you know a sort of lecture style and then we go home and do homework he's like why don't we go home and listen to lectures and then come to school where the teacher's there to ask questions and interact and do the learning while we're there with them yeah. you know just these basic things and then I guess yeah going in and just teaching kids more about the world that we live in and rather than putting so much importance on passing a test at the end of the year that they may never use again in algebra, Yeah. sort of going into more like the fundamental human stuff and emotional yeah. interaction and what part we play in the world and oh, yeah. all of that stuff. I mean there's so much you can go into but yeah I think yeah. if we could start with kids and start teaching them those things at the beginning of life I think we'd have a very different world.
0: Yeah I look, so agree with you there too, like my kids are in just starting school now and um, And yeah just thinking about yeah all the amazing things i'm learning now in my 30s that if i had had some basis in that yeah in my teenage years or even earlier yeah what um different decisions i might have made coming through and different more that i would have been able to contribute i guess
1: and even i think teenagers is a good um is a good place to sort of look at especially because it's such a hard time in your life and it's also a time when you're really looking you start to look out at the world and what it is around you and I think you're so so much influence on you at that time um, and so many challenges and I think if you could at that point sort of be taught some of these things and be taught you know about better body image and about self-esteem and about mindfulness and about being your own self if you could learn those things yeah. then um, yeah. it would make, a, make a huge difference because I know yeah there's so many young kids struggling now in the world trying to figure out who they are why are they here you know why don't they look like the person on the billboard what diet should they follow you know those are the sort of things that you shouldn't really be worrying about when you're 16 and you leave school and you do all this stuff and you realize it wasn't even important so if we could go back to them and sort of teach them something now it'd be amazing so that's cool something for the future yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) and yeah the last question which you might be ready for as well but what's What's a small change that you've, that's, I guess, started you on this journey or sustains you on this journey that you've made in your own life that's had, a, had a, a positive impact on what you're doing it might be interesting for other people to hear about as well?
1: Something that I've done on and off over the years but I'm definitely doing much more consistently now with my partner is gratitude. Uh, it has a huge impact on how you look at the world and when you get caught up in all of that stuff, whether it's your body or your life or things aren't good enough right now or you're at the you know, you're down in the dumps, I think so our practice is that every evening, whether it's over dinner or when we get into bed, three things we're each grateful for. And one of them has to be something quite small, such as the weather or your pillow or the you know, a glass of water that you had, something mundane and then the rest, you know, the other two can be big things or small things. But mm. it just helps you check in with reality and what you've actually got already I think it's so easy to always be looking at the future or looking for something better yeah and it's a good practice to sort of get you into the present and get you into the now and it's easier to do on good days for sure Um, there are days you can go home and list three amazing things that happened that day and there are days especially when I'm in a funk and my partner says what are you grateful for and I'm like "Mm, nothing no not nothing wait a second give me a while I'm gonna think about this and it does it takes me a while sometimes and it shouldn't because <laughs> when I'm in a good mood I can look around and say there's a hundred things I could list even if they're mundane and little you yeah. know my fork my plate my the roof over my head like all of those things but I think yeah if you can get into a practice of gratitude yeah um, yeah it's a good place to start
0: yeah I okay, think that's great thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today Georgia. you are
1: totally welcome thank it's you been, for having me
0: yeah you're welcome it's been awesome to chat with you and um I mean, I'll definitely be back for some meatloaf and some other dishes and I hope uh, you know a few of the listeners yeah. can get along as well. Come
1: and check out the new place when it opens.
0: Yeah, when's it due to open?
1: A couple of months.
0: A couple of months? Yep. Yeah, no
1: set due date yet. so yeah. Facebook, if you look on our Facebook page at Seedling Cafe, then that will be where all the updates will be happening and yeah. follow us from there.
0: Awesome.
1: Cool. Thank, Thank you, Adam.
0: Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Subtle Disruptors. I hope you got something out of it. Love to hear your thoughts on the show, including any suggestions you have for guests. You can get me on email through adam at subtle And if you enjoyed listening and would like to be part of getting the word out about the subtle disruptors of Melbourne, a great way to do this is through jumping into iTunes and rating and reviewing this podcast. I'm Adam Murray, and I look forward to hearing about your own subtle disruption. Bye for now.